to do this music, I'm telling you. Thank you. Can we give them a hand again? Today I'm speaking on In Your Passion Lies Your Praise. And, I, you know, um, it's interesting because when you are passionate about something, you have, you have this enthusiasm. And... Um, Boy, I'm, I'm kind of full. I'm kind of passionate. Um, and, the, and, and the song that you, when you, I tell you one thing, and this is the God's honest truth. And if you know me, you know that I always do my best to tell the truth. I have never really been in a church, maybe one other church, where the music moves me so much that it, it talks to me. And so I thank you guys so much. I want to give you another hand. Thank you so much. And everywhere I go and I say, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, at Farmington Hills, they're like, I love the music. I'm like, I do too. <laughs> so I, um, I just want to start off with a cute little joke. I heard this little story about this older man. He was about 80 years old or so. And uh, he wasn't feeling very well. So he went to his doctor. And then uh, maybe a week or so later, his doctor saw him just as happy as he could be, walking through the park, just glowing and everything. And he had this young babe next to him walking. She was gorgeous. 
And he walks up to the, the doctor walks up to the older man and says, well, I guess you're feeling better, huh? And the older man said, yeah, I'm following your orders. You told me to find a hot chick and be cheerful. And the doctor said, I didn't say that. I said, you have a heart murmur, be careful. <laughs> when you have that, when you, and he, what he heard, I'm imagining, came from his consciousness. You know, he was enthusiastic about life, so he heard, let's be cheerful about life. Let me go find a hot babe. So his, his consciousness brought to him what it was that he really wanted, I think, and he, might, he got permission to do it. So in this theme, in your passion lies your praise. There's a lot that God's been working with me on, so much so that it was hard to kind of cultivate it into a talk. So what I'm going to do first, I'm going to start off with um, what I do call a little bit of a housekeeping, because I want us to know and experience the powers for each month. And so for the month of October, the disciple is, you know, is Simon the Canaan. And that's actually the second Simon. The first Simon was Simon Peter. Simon represents receptivity. When Simon, the first, uh, the first disciple called, who became Peter, his name, Simon, meant receptivity to the truth of God. And when he demonstrated that at the time that Jesus asked, who do they say I am? You remember that story, that biblical story? And then they go to tell him, John the Baptist, Elijah, all of that. And Jesus said, okay. Now, it's important to know this because what he did was he let them look at what is outside. What do they say? Who do they say I am? Who do they say I am? And so they looked at, so they told him what they said he was. And then Jesus says, who do you say I am? It brings it more personal to the relationship that we have, that you have with Jesus, that the disciples have with Jesus. And Simon, who was being receptive to what he was hearing Jesus saying, being receptive to the truth that Jesus was saying, being receptive to the truth that Jesus was being, being receptive to the word of God that was coming forth from Jesus, Simon says, thou art the Christ. When you move from a space of being receptive in walking in the truth, you walk in faith. It becomes a demonstration of faith. So that's how Simon, receptivity, became faith. And that was the first disciple called. This is important. This is very important. Because when we first step into our consciousness of having a relationship with God, it comes from a faith that there is something beyond us moving and breathing in and through us. That first affirmation of the unity principles that says there is what? Only one power and only one presence active in our lives and in the universe, and that is God the good omnipotent. And not only that, God is absolute good, and God is absolute good. I say absolutely. Now, the reason why Jesus said, who do you say I am, 
It's because you have to take that personally, which is the second unity principle, that not only is God one with everything in my life and in the universe, God is me. And when you really walk in faith, which is the first disciple called, that's the first power called within each and every one of us, we begin to walk in, not only is God omnipresent outside, God is inside of me. And when we get that, we really get that, we start to realize that that life that emanates us is good and powerful, and we, get, we, we start to become intimate with the life within us. That receptivity that is Simon moving to the second Simon becomes a hearing. You hear it. And what you hear is the life that moves you, and that life that moves you is zeal. It says, go forward. The Bible said that God said to be fruitful and multiply. You can't multiply staying in one place. You have to go forward to multiply. You have to move forward. You have to keep moving out of your conscience, out of your comfort zone to go forward. I can't stay here and go forward. Move. Go forward. Okay. No, you have to walk and be the presence of God. Intimately, intimately demonstrating your relationship with that life that is you. Do you know anybody in your life who has a zeal for life? You know they have a zeal for life. Anybody know someone who's like that? You know anybody when you see them, they're happy and they're bubbly and they're excited? Anybody know anybody like that? Do you know anybody who, when you can tell what their purpose is, because the moment you start talking to them, you can tell from their conversa conversation what they're zealous and enthusiastic about. Anybody know someone like that? Me? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I was getting at that. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. You know, the reason I am this way is it is my intention to follow what unity follows. And what unity follows is not just those five unity principles. Unity follows Jesus, the teachings of Jesus. I imagine myself being one of the disciples with Jesus. I want to be. I imagine myself being filled and around that passion that Jesus had. How Jesus' life in the passion became a praise for God. But you know why his, his life became such a praise for God? <clears throat> because he knew his purpose. He knew his purpose. When we don't know our purpose, when we're not doing what really feels good, we're dying right there. We actually aren't made to die. We actually are made to live infinitely. And then once our lesson has been manifested through our purpose, then we have choice to give up our body. Myrtle Fillmore healed herself of tuberculosis. She healed herself. She used the affirmation, I am a child of God, therefore I do not inherit, inherit illness. And she healed herself 
to the point where she was walking in passion and her life was so full of passion that the expression of it was the praise that she knew the truth because she healed her own body in the presence of God. Now, this is the thing, too. She and her husband, Charles, did it. And when they were ready, they laid their life down. When you read about Myrtle Fillmore's story, she started preparing to leave. She knew. She started preparing, putting her things in order. There was nothing wrong with her at the time. She just knew. She knew it was time because when, when you fulfilled your purpose, you feel content. You feel full. You ever done anything and you felt really good about it? Anybody done something you felt really, really good about in your life? You ever worked hard at it and even when the times got a little difficult, you knew it was something you really wanted to do and you kept going at it? And then when you got it, it felt so good, even better than someone just handing it to you? Because your work went into it. That's because you followed your purpose. Now, passion, when you think about it, is like, woo, love. And it is. There is passion in love. But there's also passion in people who, you know someone who, you can tell what their passion is, because they're always telling you all what's wrong with their life. You know anybody like that? Who's always complaining about something in their life? And every time you talk to them, have you known anybody who's been in the same circumstance for maybe a, a, a year or so? And you come, hey, how's it going? And they're still telling you the same story. And not only are they telling you the same story, now it's even more worse than it was before. <laughs> and you tell them all the exciting things about you. Oh, yeah. And then they usurp and take over the story and tell you everything that's wrong with them. They're using their passion. What do you think they're praising there? They're pr yes, negativity. It can be both ways. Negativity. And in that, they're moving forward because I promise you this. The law is the law no matter what consciousness you're coming from. And they're going to move forward right into their death because they're going to limit their lifespan from the energy they're generating from until it's nothing. And then they're gone. Zeal can be used either way, from the spirit of consciousness of God or from where you're coming from in your human realm. Jesus says, take it from what they see, they say, the outer world, and come from what you see, I say. The scripture I want to use today is coming from Jeremiah, and I, I'm using it because as I was researching this over and over and over again, I heard this scripture from Jeremiah. And you might know it. It's Jeremiah 29, verse 11, and it says, for I know the plans I have for you. You ever heard that plan? That? This is the Lord speaking. He says, they are plans for good, not disaster. To give you a future and a hope. Now, hope is in there. It's connected to faith. You ever heard faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things unseen? When you tap into your zeal, there's something in each and every one of you moving you to, to produce something, to be something. 
And it's usually something as a leader or something as a supporter. I think of life, this song of life. All of us are an instrument in this orchestra of life. Some of us play the high tune, the high notes. I don't know, the, you got the altos, the altoids, sopranos, and who else? Tenors, bass. But, okay, so you have, right. And not, which one's the lowest one? Is that the bass? The bass is the low, right? Am I right? Low. Is that like Barry White's voice? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I like Barry White. I like Barry White. I think a lot of people made babies to his song. Because thought, they thought the low means let's go low. And who, is a, who would be a high voice? Mariah Carey is a high voice. And then you have the other ones that are in the, the high is the what? The soprano? What's the high? The soprano. And then you have the tenors, and who else are in the middle? Altoids are in the middle. Al- I mean, Altoids. I need some Altoids. I do. I need some. That's where my consciousness is. You got to get some mints. Don't let anybody get close to you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am so silly. Okay, come back, come back. Can you imagine Jesus on a side note? I want to do a little bit of side note, because I think about Jesus. I think about how Jesus talked to, like, say Jesus talked to um, um, Lazarus. Well, before they got down there, okay, Lazarus, this is what we're going to do. You're going you're gonna to die, you're going to be in this, in this cave for, for four days. And, okay, uh, all right, that's uh, okay. They, Lazarus like, oh, I'm going to be in there for four days? Yeah. So are you dying, Jesus? Yeah, I'm going to die too. Doctor, don't just, just, I'm going to die too. And I, well, how many days are you going to be gone? I'm going to be gone three days. And I'm going to be four? Yeah, yeah, just, I got you. I got you. Just do this. All right, Jesus, I don't know. And then, the, and then he gets raised in four days, but then he gets killed again. And I can just see him when Jesus comes back to heaven. You didn't tell me they were going to kill me again. I think of Jesus all the time. I think of him saying, uh, um, zapping a boy and killing him and bringing him back to life as a kid. Zap. When he found out he could, he like a little, I heard this story of uh, them running on the, these boys, him and the other boys running on a um, rooftop and one of them falls and dies. And he says, stop playing, get up. And the boy gets up. And he realizes his power at a young age. Now, can you see somebody, him going, die, alive, die, alive, die, alive. <laughs> Oh, man, your mama's been dead for 30 years. I don't think so. Here she comes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am silly. Okay, stop. All right. Where was I? I was at God has a plan for your life. And when you are living it fully, you feel alive. And nobody has to wonder, nobody had to wonder what Jesus was there for and who Jesus was supporting and who Jesus was praising. His life always demonstrated it. And those who are singing on the high notes in this orchestration of life are serving their purpose, this orchestra of life, because everyone is an instrument. And those who are singing the low are, so the high is raising your vibration. They serve a purpose. The low notes are what you walk on. It's the faith that you walk on. They serve a purpose. The other vibrations in the middle create the scenery, add the atmosphere, give you your purpose. 
show you how to demonstrate your purpose. Everyone has a purpose. Everyone has a song. Now, I don't have a voice as good as you guys, but I still sing. Now, I may ruin it if you hear me singing loud if he turns the mic on while I'm singing with you guys. But it raises me up. It raises me up. Those who are singers, I always say, when you pray, sing. You have a purpose here with the music ministry. Sing when you praise. When you feel down, whatever it is, that whatever song lightens you, sing it because it rises you up. Those of us who are poets, whenever you're feeling down, write. Say the the poem that, that inspires you the most. If you're a mechanic, go out and work on something. Even if you break it and put it back together, work on something. If you're a supporter, whatever, find something you can support. Support here. I'm, I'm a minister, and I've always ministered. I've always done it. When I feel down, I preach to myself. I take my purpose, and I use it for good. God said it, that your, his plans for your life, God's plans for your life are good. And they move you into a future that has hope. So in those moments that you feel down, even in those moments that you feel down, they don't keep you down because you know you you remember your purpose. It becomes you. It becomes your life. I had a moment the other day. I got so upset I was fussing. I was like, and I don't understand, and I was, and I couldn't even get the words out good because my purpose is God and all good. So every time I wanted to say something negative, it kept getting squelched. And then when I wanted to cry, I was like, nothing would come. I mean, I'd have to pinch myself and I could do it that way, but nothing would come. Because when your life is filled with God, even Jesus. In the moment that he was going to be arrested, he knew the time was coming. And I've said this to you guys before. He said, my soul is tormented to death. Even in that moment, it took him three three tries to go and pray. But it's because he knew that tapping into God, the God he is, and remembering his purpose, that it would serve good. And it would show that we have mind over matter, which means we can usurp the fear, the pain in our body. We can. We can. You can be going through pain. Paul says that he had this thorn in his side in the the Gospels, I mean, uh, in the uh, New Testament. And he asked God three times, remove this thorn. God said, no. Seriously? God is a God of good. There was something in that experience that made Paul come to the consciousness that in my weakness lies God's strength. And it did not stop him from praising God in his life. Your life, the demonstration of your life through the passion of serving your purpose is what brings praise. And when you bring praise, You activate God's word in you. When you activate God's word in you, 
You activate the substance in you that creates that thing that you are actually speaking. The word goes forth and creates that which you are actually speaking. Watch what you speak. Watch where you're being enthusiastic. Because when we're complaining, I was having a temper tantrum. And I couldn't stay in a temper tantrum because it wasn't the real, it wasn't the truth. And I've promised myself to be the truth. And I've asked God to tap me on the shoulder when I'm not in my truth. And my life demonstrates that. And it's going better and better and better, just like Jesus' life. He started where we are and he kept going. You can do this too. In my passion lies my praise. Together. In my passion lies my praise. Now put your hand over your heart and really say it. In my passion lies my praise. Now there's an affirmation that goes for zeal that I want us to affirm together. Wait, let me just finish real quickly the housekeeping. The location of zeal is in the back of the brain where the amygdala oblongata is. That's your involuntary, everything that you, you're breathing and all of this stuff, your uh, reproductive, I mean, your, um, yes, your reproduction system too. But your breathing and everything that's done that you don't have to control. It's back there. It's that pushing of your body's life system. And, the, and, the, and the, um, what zeal is, is it's the ability to be enthusiastic, to be passionate, to start and motivate. And this is the affirmation I want us to affirm together. It says, I enthusiastically accept my good and go forward to achieve my purpose. I'll say it again. I enthusiastically accept my good. And when you affirm it with me, smile like I'm smiling. So I'll say it again. I enthusiastically accept my good and go forward to achieve my purpose. Together, I enthusiastically accept my good and go forward to achieve my purpose. Now, do you mean it? Do you really mean it? Are you passionate about it? Will your life be the praise of it? Uh, Really? (laughs) Yes? Yes? Yes. Yes. Okay, thank you. Amen, it is done. His holy name Sing like never before Oh my soul I worship your holy name The sun comes up It's a new day sing your song again whatever may pass and whatever lies before me let me be singing when the evening comes bless the Lord oh my soul Oh 